what does it mean, his command? What is the command? We will need to know what does it mean to endure patiently, to endure first of all, and then what does it mean to do so patiently? What does it mean that he will keep you from the hour of trial? What is the hour of trial? That is going to come to the whole world. What does it mean to the whole world? To test the inhabitants of the earth. How will that hour test the inhabitants of the earth? And who are the inhabitants of the earth? We will need to know that, right? Verse 11 says, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. And that no, again, the one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God. Again, let me see this again. The one who is victorious, look at that verse 12. I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Number two. Never again will they leave it. I'll write on them the name of my God. That's number two. In the name of the city of my God. That's number three. The new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. Number four. Hallelujah. We need to know why he's saying so. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now he opens it up to all churches traversing the church age. Right? We know very well that these letters also mark the church age. They have a profile, right? And unfortunately, we know too well that the church in Laodicea, which is most corrupt, unfortunately is synonymous with the church of this age. And you are the people to go out and change that, right? And so, step by step, what does it mean to keep the word of his command? Let's begin from there and then we'll make our way upwards, right? Now, the book of James chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. Give him away, please. James chapter 1, 22, 23. What does it mean to keep? What is the importance of keeping his word before we go into patient endurance, right? James chapter 1, 23 says the following. It says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, it's like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking 
at himself in the mirror, he goes away and immediately forgets what it looks like. That is serious. And he says, but whoever looks intently, intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So he divides into two. Those that keep the word of God. And in this case here, as the Lord sets out to define the rapture church, the beloved church that he admits into glory, he says one major characteristic of that church is that it's a little church with little strength. I don't want to say it's not your mega church. But it's a little church with little strength. And he says key among the features of that church is that that church beholds the word of God in their hearts. And the word of God is the mirror is the mirror that church uses to examine herself on a daily basis. And he's saying that today you have many churches all over the world right now. And they are moving in their word, their word, the prosperity and whichever modern word they have hewn for themselves. But there is no presence of God. There is no presence of God in the church globally, even Kenya. Until the Lord brought us to Kenya. Hallelujah. And so, this is serious. He's saying, your model of church today, in the central business district, the leaders, the chiefs of the financial market, the captains of the industry, they go shell big money. The churches whereby their worship is like extravaganza. There is pyrotechnics and everything. You know those churches. Your modern day church may not suit the model of the rapture church. Because he says, in this church, the presence of Christ is. And what matters most is the presence of the anointing of God in the house of the Lord. You know too well how this ministry began. For example, preaching righteousness, people walking out, rebuking money, people asking how will he manage? 
I know this is different now because the Messiah is coming, the Holy Spirit, the cloud is here, it's big, it's obvious. But it began in a small way. Hallelujah. So in this place here, the Lord is exalting the presence of God in the church. That without the presence of God in the church, that church cannot see the kingdom of God. Because you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Look at this now. He says, they have kept his word. And that word has become the mirror. But your modern day church has changed his word. And so they don't have the mirror of Christ. Just this town here, Nairobi here. There are many big churches there. Probably they are listening also. Hallelujah. Big buildings. Big positions in the city center. Sometimes you hear golfing. They are going teeing. Time for golfing. Big names. But there is no presence of God. But in this place, look where we are meeting. And look there. How many creepers have walked from here? Seven, eight, 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 not seven, eight. Hallelujah. Because, sit down. Because just a few days ago, about three days ago, I was lamenting because, you know, we use my son, Dr. Ari, all the time. Go ask for... Okay, can you remove me off here?
this church as the rapture church for having his word, having kept his word. And he says because of that he will now open for them a door that no man can close and he will take them away from the coming wrath. Why is the Lord saying so? Jeremiah, blessed people, chapter 23 verse 29. And so the Lord is saying be careful. You may not have land in the city, but in that church, the presence of God will be there. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 29, he says the following. Twenty-three, twenty-nine. He says,
Is not my word like fire? Declares the Yahweh of hosts. And like a hammer that breaks a rock to pieces. He's saying that is why he loves that church. Because by keeping his word in their heart, the word of God, the word of Christ, is like a mirror to that church, helping that church to standardize herself, benchmark herself, look at herself through that mirror, and see if there are any stains that need to be cleaned out, any wrinkles that need to be straightened out, and he says that the word of God is so key in that church, the reason for which he has chosen that church as the rapture church, because the word of God is like fire that burns off the chaff, the chaff of that church, and it's like a hammer that crushes the Petra's hearts, the rocky hearts, and breaks them so that now they are accessible to the gospel. That's why one of the key features I want to start with, the key identity, characteristics of this church that is so beloved to Jesus, that he opens for them the door to rapture. I'm going to come to that door also. Because you remember too well, in Matthew 25, the door was shut to the foolish virgin. So you know this is the door to eternity he's talking about, right? Hallelujah. And so he opens for her the door. No man can shut that door. Why? Because she has kept his word. No matter that she does not have a place to meet. Because the church is not walls. It does not matter whether that church is not popular. Hallelujah. With the captains of the industry. But what matters is that she has kept his word. So the presence of God is perpetually in that church. And so that word is so important because that word instructs the church. Instructs her that she's under the lordship of Jesus. That word instructs the church and instructs her that God is holy. The reason the Lord chooses this church is because she has kept his word. Kept his word in her heart. And so whether she goes to work on Monday, on Tuesday, she still remembers that God is holy and she's under the lordship of Jesus. And also, that word the word she keeps in her heart helps her by sensitizing her, activating her to the fact that the Messiah is coming. Messiah is coming. And she needs to be holy. She needs to prepare. 
today's church globally they are behaving as though the Messiah is not coming back anymore if you look at the churches begin with Nairobi here go to Nakuru, Kisumu, Mombasa everywhere none of them has made a deliberate effort on a daily basis to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. In fact, when we first arrived into the sin and then did the first national repentance at Uhuru Park, word went around saying, that repentance nekama wingu. Repentance is like a wind that a cloud, I think, that come the wingu is cloud, eh? Okay, I think there they were right, eh? <laughs> I've just remembered that. There they were right. It's the cloud of God. But what I wanted to bring to you is that they really long that that gets out of the way because they were saying we will go back now to what we used to teach. Not at all. You, never. You are, you are, they, they say they would go back. But the issue is, you have to be ready all the time. And so, there is a problem in this generation. Because they have not kept the word of God in their hearts. And that can attest to itself. When you look at them, the way they execute their lives, the Christians are the most corrupt in government offices. The Christians are the most corrupt in the corporate world. The Christian students are the most immoral in the universities. The Christian families are the most dysfunctional today. Why? Because they remove the word. Step by step, blessed people. It says in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 8 verse 11, why the Lord celebrates this church as rapture church and opens the door for her strictly based on the word she kept in her heart, Luke chapter 8 verse 11 He says the following He says This is the meaning of the parable The seed is the word of God The seed is the word of God And he says well, Let's read on And those along the path are the ones who hear and then they hear the word and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they don't believe and be saved so they are not saved verse 13 those on the rocky grounds are those who receive the word with joy when they hear it they receive it with joy but they have no root. They believe for a while. But in the time of testing and trial, they fall away. The seed among the thorns stands for those who hear. But they are going their own way. And that word is choked. By the worries of life, riches, pleasures, and they do not mature. 
So this is the case. This is why the Lord celebrates this church that we are going to look at tonight. The rapture church, the model church, the church in Philadelphia, the church that the Lord did not rebuke in any way. But he only blessed them. He only loved them. He found no fault. And then he said, he would take them away before the rapture. I mean, before the tribulation. He would take them away in the rapture before the tribulation. That the wrath may not touch them. And so, this is because this church has kept his word and endured patiently. And you can see here, he's saying that they kept all these dangers that shock the word away from the word of God. They preserved the word in their hearts. They went back to the original gospel. They kept the original gospel, the cross and the blood. Hallelujah. And he says, Mark chapter 4, 18 to 19. Can somebody read for me so we move a little faster? I know you're going to read King James. Just read it. Mark chapter 4, 18 to 19. And these are they which are sown among the thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. That is serious. We live in a generation of providence when everybody is going to school. Of course, it's a good thing. There's no problem going to school. And then after that, finding a job, getting married, and settling with marriage, finding land, building a home, waiting for the Messiah is like a waste of time for this generation. And he's saying, the worries of life, the worries of life chokes away the word. The preachings have changed. The preachers are today preaching a gospel meant to address the here and now. How they live their lives here. How they attain comfort on this earth. And yet we know too well, the kingdom of God is eternal. And the church has a higher calling, the kingdom of God. And then he says, the word of God instructs that church because they kept his word. So he instructs the church of the high price of salvation. What Jesus did. So they are alive to the cost of the grace, right? But today, the grace is abused. Hebrews chapter 6, 4 to 6. Hebrews chapter 10, 26 to 31. 2 Peter chapter 2, 19 to 22. The abuse of the grace. Today, the grace is abused. They live in ignorance without knowing the real cost of salvation. And yet the word of God, the original word of God, we are told here that this church kept, made her understand she's under the lordship of Jesus, the cost of salvation, so she honored the salvation of the cross. 
And she guarded that word in her heart jealously. The word of God instructs us daily if we keep it in our hearts that we must be holy. First Peter chapter 1 13 16. First Peter chapter 1 13 16. Wherefore guard up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is going to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so just as he who called us in NIV, but just read it. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And so the word of God reminds us that we must be holy because we serve a holy God, right? Hebrews 12, 14, same. Because in this tremendous epistle, in this tremendous message to the church that he so beloves, the first introduction is that he is holy and set apart. Hallelujah. And so he says, read the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 17, verse 7. Also in the third year of his reign, he sent to his princes, even to Ben-Hail, and to Obadiah, and to Zechariah, and to Nathanael, and to Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah. And with, and with that was before the fall. That was when they still beheld the word of God in their hearts. The original word of God. Hallelujah. And he sent the king sent people to go teach the word. Teach the word to the people. Go to the people and teach them the word of God. And the word of God was in the land. That was before the word of God, the book of the Lord, the book of the word of God got lost. People knew what God demanded of them. Knew what it meant to be the people unto the Lord. Righteousness, obedience, fear of God, reverence in the land. And then I'll give you another scripture. Two centuries later, 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 8. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shapan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shapan and he read it. Thank you. Before the book got lost, they worshipped Jehovah. And they worshipped him holy 
in the temple of the Lord. When the book got lost, even Josiah's father built idol altars inside the temple. The importance of keeping the word of the Lord in your hearts. No wonder the idol worship. The book of the Lord disappeared. It's amazing that the book of the Lord they were using on a daily basis got lost, disappeared, and none of them could detect that they are worshipping without the book of the law. It is amazing. Are we together? So, before the book was lost, they worshipped Jehovah. And the king, by decree, he sent people to go and teach the word of the Lord, that the people may have the word of the Lord in their hearts. They knew that the word of the Lord is their strength, is also their health. He would heal their water, heal their food, their prosperity, their well-being. And the moment the word of the Lord disappeared, the book got lost. The word of the Lord also disappeared from their hearts. And idol altars were erected inside the house of the Lord where the cloud would come. The Lord Jesus, he chooses this church. Because circumstances came when they would have renounced the word of Christ. They had little strength, of course. And out of that weakness, he strengthened them. So it's not by might. All my power. But it's by the Spirit of the Lord. That the Lord is now identifying the rapture church. Step by step.